Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh my god, I smell shenanigan! I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! Yeah, baby, yeah! Ever dance with the devil in the pale Inconceivable! Cowabunga! I thought this was a party! It's two Mosquitoes and a podcast. With Eric and Jeff. Howdy fucking doodah! Welcome to Two Nerdskis and a Podcast. The one show where two nerdskis come together and talk about everything pop, culture, and entertainment, of course. As always, I'm one of your nerdskis. This is Eric. This is motherfucking Jeff, and boy, oh boy, we got a, we got a delightful one today, folks. Uh, we have the 1985 classic, and yes, it is a fucking classic, Remo Williams, the adventure begins. I I pretty um, much I found this movie completely random. I just like if uh, if you guys have listened to previous episodes, uh, especially the Tremors uh, Tremors episodes, you guys know I fucking love Tremors, and so I was and so I was thinking, ah, huh, I wonder what else Fred Ward has been in, and then I found Remo Williams. <laughs> and my and, uh, and it's, my, it's, my life was changed. Uh, it, it's it, I mean the way I know about this movie is through Jeff because I just remember I think it was one night uh, maybe only about I only discovered this movie maybe about several months I, ago because of Jeff. I think like, I, I was think like, I sent you a picture of the DVD cover with Fred Ward in front of the American flag. Well, you you had mentioned that you had mentioned that you had like you were going through his catalog or whatnot and you came across this and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I remember seeing the box art. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it, this is, but I love it. <laughs> so I guess a little bit of a little bit of backstory, I guess, behind Remo Williams. So I guess it's based upon a series of like pulp fiction novels called the destroyer. Um, which is, I guess it's, I guess it's like, I guess it was created back in the sixties. Essentially it's that, it's that typical kind of, um, uh, uh, guy, a typical story of like a guy who's taken out of his life. He's a cop. They frame him, they frame him up and they kill him off so that he's created as their agent to go do uh top secret missions that no one else can do. And he, he has this master known as uh, Chung, who is a deadly assassin and the last master of Sinanju, which is this Korean, this Korean martial art. Quote unquote Korean. And he's like, <laughs> quote unquote Korean. We'll, we'll and he's like, that. it is the, it is the <laughs> oldest, it is the oldest, he's like, it is the oldest martial art in all of existence. And I'm like, um, me knowing martial arts history, if not martial arts in general, I believe the oldest martial art is known as Kalaripai. Uh, based in don't India, you dare question Remo Williams. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I mean, for the intents of this movie, of course they'll, they'll say that, which is fine. But yeah, this was I I so I I I I, I meant to watch it um on Amazon Prime, and I think it went away. But uh, it came to my attention several months ago that it was on Tubi, and uh, I guess it was last month that it was still on Tubi and on YouTube for free. I'm like. Fuck this! I'm going to YouTube for to, for free to watch, and 
after I finished watching it, I was going like, I guess there's a reason why Jeff wants to talk about this one. <laughs> that doesn't explain. I mean, we are, what, we what are did, known as. What did you think of this movie? Well, I mean, so first of all, we are known as the show that talks about everything pop culture and entertainment. And this is definitely one of the odder bits of entertainment, to say it, the least. It, um, it's an oddity that could have only been released in the 80s. Um, well, I actually, I think this could have definitely been released in the sixties because the way, the way some of the scripting is in this movie, I'm like the way, yeah, the way some of the scripting and the writing is in this movie, I'm like, you could have totally made it in the sixties. But it, but... it, it totally could have been, uh, could have been made in the sixties, but it, it, Even the it, 70s, it has, it has that eighties charm that, that eighties action <laughs> charm that it's hard to explain. But when you see movies like this or predator or commando like any cheesy action movie it's it just it has that indescribable charm to it where it doesn't give a fuck it just it embraces <laughs> what it is and i mean i guess i i guess i spoiled my thoughts on this movie uh it's dumb as sh- it, well it, this movie came out in the 80s so let's just go for yes, it um, yes yes uh so this movie is so goddamn stupid and I love it. <laughs> um, I, I will agree with that sentiment. I also thought it this was ridiculous and yet so oddly. Charming yeah, exactly. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, okay. Giant elephant in the room. Uh, Joel gray playing Chuen. Obviously not a Korean man. Uh, but, and obviously, and obviously, would not fly by today's standards. It definitely would not. Uh, but I mean, kind of interesting that I believe the makeup uh, makeup was was nominated for for an Academy Award. I actually think he was nominated for a Golden Globe. No, and I, I mean, mistaken. even though it's you know wouldn't fly by today, Joel Gray is fucking awesome in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's great. He's. Um, I guess we should start off by so I guess how this starts how this starts off is just so has, I thought I thought this first I thought this first scene in the movie was hilarious uh, be, just the way it starts off with him as a beat cop is, is, he's not even Remo Williams he's just Fred like Ward's mustache it's Fred Ward's <laughs> Fred Ward's mustache but like just the way like he goes to this he goes up he see he sees these people sees these this guy getting chased and uh they just start beating the shit out of him and he's like he fights back and um <laughs> i have here in my notes after a brawl go right back to drinking coffee yep. <laughs> and then he and then he's pushed into the and then his 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 police cruiser's pushed right into the hudson river oh yeah this movie takes place in new york um he's a new york cop so it looks like he's dead or is he so they ha- they have the funeral and everything so when he wakes up in the hospital He's been shaved. And I'm like, had I not been smarter, I'd say something else happened to him. <laughs> so so, McCl- so you have uh, J.A. Preston playing a cure agent, Con Mac McCleary. He comes up to him and uh, he's just name, he's looking. Way. He's like he's looking He like Remo's looking at everything around him. He's like, uh, don't worry. Uh, everything's still intact. You are ugly. That's why we cut your hair off. <laughs> And he and so and so Remo like looks down and he's like, okay, glad it's still there. <laughs> okay, I right off the bat, Fred Ward. It's it is a goddamn 
if it, I didn't it, love it, him it enough is, in Tremors, I made this movie made me love him even it, more. It is a goddamn tragedy that Hollywood did not utilize Fred Ward more because Fred Ward is the dude is charming. He can deliver like he delivers lines with a lot of charisma. He does well in the action. Uh, it's fucking Fred Ward. Like if you've seen Tremors, you know how awesome Fred Ward is. So to see him as an action lead, it's it's trippy as hell to see because I. I again, I never, I didn't know this movie existed in, until like a few months ago, and my God, I'm so happy this this movie's a thing. So, so I guess so for whatever reason, he's chosen by this government organization to um, participate in clandestine operations, and so when he meets the head of Cure, Director Harold Smith, I saw who it was. I'm like. Hi, I'm Director Harold Smith, and I'd like to talk to you about type two diabetes. <laughs> Played by rest rest in peace, Wilford Brimley. But god damn it, you are such an internet goldmine with the way you he really with is those like, like with all those like diabetes commercials. <laughs> Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley. I'd like to talk to you about type two diabetes. It's like two nerds keys in a podcast does not endorse the hate of diseases. We all understand that they're horrible and that we <laughs> you get what i'm fucking getting at here it's it, look it's not hey, fun we, to make hey, fun we, of diseases or anything hey, like we that. didn't ruin the sentiment around it the fucking internet did we're, we're just piggybacking off of it i know i know i know but the point the point still stands <laughs> but yeah that, that was the instant thought i had in my head it was like he comes in i was like welcome to cure and i'm gonna and i'd like to talk to you about diabetes <laughs> i was waiting for it <laughs> Uh, so so he, he sends him off to go train with chun and by the way the first time we meet chun it's it's like uh i gotta get up there i gotta get to this guy and if you get in my way i'm gonna kick your ass and chun just you want to take over for this this is i i don't know how to explain this oh man i i, I mean i just watched the fucking movie and i and i i feel like i can barely describe what i just saw <laughs> uh so the short version is is uh chun is basically is basically mr miyagi uh you know he you know he's uh the wise old uh mentor and trying to uh you know he's, he's training fred ward and and i will say uh the chemistry between joel gray and fred ward is pretty fucking fantastic and i'm oh yeah honestly kind of sad that this movie was not successful when it was released because I could totally see these two going on further adventures. Now, uh, there actually was a television pilot that, that I was going to bring yeah. that up. I wasn't sure if you yeah, knew about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, cause I discovered it on YouTube maybe sometime after I saw the movie and I was like, does Jeff know about this? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Rodney McDowell, uh, replaces Joel gray. Uh, apparently it, it's not very good. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh but i mean it, it it's probably the only thing we're ever gonna get uh because doesn't seem like many people know about this movie which is kind of a shame small small side note so the guy who plays rima williams in the show or the pilot his name is jeffrey meek nice he name. played raiden the god of thunder on the mortal kombat conquest television series oh back in the day <laughs> and actually he wasn't too shabby in that in that tv show he actually he actually has some of the sarcastic charms of christopher raiden in that movie wasn't uh wasn't the the chick terminator from 
term from a T three in that show. Oh yeah, Christina, uh, Christina Loken. Loken yeah. She was like one of the main characters. Uh huh. And actually, Eva Mendes was in that show ooh. too. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Stop it. It's all right. She's already married to one of the most beautiful people in the entire world. Who who's she married to? Ryan Gosling. Fuck you, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Fuck you for having a beautiful body and can sing and can act. Fuck you, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> uh, I can, you can hear the jealousy. Shut the fuck up, Eric. Side note, we should talk about Drive at some point. But anyways, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, going back on the chemistry between uh, Remo and Chung, what an odd dynamic. I love how I love how like uh, how uh, Chung has the superiority complex over uh, over Fre- uh, Remo. He's just like, um, God, what was the what was the martial art again? I just said, oh, um, what was the martial art I just said again? But essentially, oh, Sinanju, yeah, Sinanju, he's uh. Sananju is superior to everything. You are just a mere, you are just a mere shadow in my eye or whatnot. Some weird uh, odd saying, but he basically ridicules Remo every chance he can get, which is great. And then he makes him like the way he makes uh, that obstacle course. Oh my God. That, that was for fantastic. Him. It was great. And I, that was actually a really nice, nice sequence. And then he's like, now do it backwards. And then turns off the lights. Did you, uh, uh, so I don't know if because uh, I I watched this on a on a pretty old DVD, so I I don't know how well the resolution held up, but it, I felt like I saw a lot of wires in a, uh, during a uh, during that scene especially. Uh, so during that and the the Statue of Liberty sequence, which we'll, we'll definitely get to, uh, but if anything, it kind of added added to the charm. Uh, Mm-hmm. But with uh, but yeah, I will say I love that they uh, part of what, why I love the camaraderie between them is that they give them these these little quirks uh, that don't really add anything. But it 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 makes them just that little extra. It adds an extra layer of likability, uh, you know, like like mm-hmm. uh, Chuan loves shitty soap operas. <laughs> and uh, and every time Remo uh, comes back to the apartment, like he's always watching soap operas and. He's, he's like recapping the events of it. And he's just looking and Remo's looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, uh, uh, and Remo is like, uh, like he, he's used to eating shitty food. And so whenever he goes to the store, he's like hiding cans, uh, like out of, out of sight. It's rice, cans of rice. Yeah. Out of sight. And, and I wonder, I wonder if like Chun knows that he's hiding. I'm sure cans. he does. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, there's, so throughout the movie, there's, there's these great little one-liners, uh, all the training that uh, the little training montages they have to do. It's uh it's both awesome and ridiculous at the same time, because I don't know the practicality of anything that happens. <laughs> uh, like there's a, <laughs> Oh, by the way, like full spoilers, like fuck it, whatever. Is literally running on water. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, how old is this fucking movie? 1985. So this is like over 30 something odd years. So come on, guys. <laughs> Go watch again, this movie. Oh, okay. Rec- if you have any, if, we do recommend if, this. If you movie, have a yeah. soft spot for, for cheesy 80s action movies, go watch this movie. Like this is, I would say this is an underrated, underrated gem from, from the 80s. Uh, but yeah, so I, if it sounds like we're, we're all over the place, it's, 
it's not easy to break this movie down, man. There, there's a lot to point out. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess we could go off on that. So the basic plot is that they, so the agency cure needs this is investigating this corrupt weapons procurement, procure, uh, procurement program. God damn it. And that's run by this really shady guy. Um, and so, um, someone in the there is this woman in the army who i guess backtracking so there at one point there um there's a weapons test and this guy actually dies because of weapons malfunction and so uh because of that that's uh why they send remo in there to investigate but the he's not the only one investigating so i saw who it was that was investigating the crime and it's uh Kate Mulgrew as Major Rainer Fleming. And I'm, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Captain Catherine Janeway from Voyager is here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, so side note, I, I am, I'm not a long time. I'm, I've, I've only really been into Star Trek for only about maybe since 2016. I mean, I saw my introduction to Star Trek was through the JJ Abrams movies, but because of those movies, I got into the original series, the animated series, uh, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. I have not seen, I have not seen the new stuff. Um, I know a lot of people have their things about about those shows. I know Jeff definitely has. Um, I can't say anything because I haven't, I haven't seen them, so I can't really judge on that basis. You were not, but, miss- you were, you were not uh, missing I- a goddamn thing. <laughs> Um, I, I can't take your word on that. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to check it out for myself, but, um, (laughs) don't say I didn't didn't warn you, but it was nice to see Kate Mulgrew, not as like a captain for a change, like this, like kind of up straight uptight captain of the, of Star Trek, uh, or of Starfleet. And she's just like, she's just trying to figure out what's going on. She's just kind of like, She's kind of just moseying on through her life, trying to figure out what's going on. And soon when she, when she first meets Remo, when he's undercover, she's like, excuse me, why are you following me? And he's just like, oh, sorry, don't mind me. And he just basically like he basically uh, roughs up this one guy that's taking pictures and following her and whatnot. And he does get harassed by the cop. He's just like, hey, sir, what are you doing? Oh, don't mind me. Just having a just having a little time here. By the way, the guy who plays the villain, I patrick kilpatrick i've seen him in a bunch of like stuff i I remember him from this jean-claude van damme movie called death warrant where he basically fights him in the furnace of a prison and it gets that fight is so over the top and ridiculous for a jean-claude van damme movie so check it out when if you ever check out that movie it's called death warrant but i will say um Side note, that movie was written by David S. Goyer, and I know how Jeff feels about David S. Goyer. Uh, moving on. Uh, yep. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like how I like how you're, you're pro- I like how they're approaching the investigation from two different angles, cool. kind of like legally, and then also from the odd way that Remo <laughs> and Chun are. Okay, and also I uh, again I didn't I don't know where I would be able to incorporate this point, but I have to bring it up. Uh, the character Jim Wilson. I was struggling to find out where have I seen this guy before, and it finally clicked. Rocky Four. He was on. Uh, I think he was like Ivan Ivan Drago's promoter, and uh, he was the guy who said, uh, "Whatever he hits, he destroys." I'm like, it's I think that's the main villain of the movie. What's up? Am I? I think Jim Wilson, the character of Jim Wilson, played by Michael 
Pataki. I think that's the main villain, right? It like uh, I I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't say he, he's like this. I'd say he's like the second hand man to the main villain. Well, I'm trying to figure because like I'm trying to figure out. Oh no, no, it's George Grove. I think is the main villain of this movie, played by Charles oh, Siafi. I, I didn't know. My, I'm I not know sure. Michael Pataki was in Halloween Four. Fuck yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, the, so yeah, there's just this there's this odd like weapons procurement program that Cure finds suspicious, and so they send uh, Remo in to investigate it. And uh, I liked I like how it leads to one of the most interesting sequences in a movie I've seen, which is actually really well done and really I like the choreography and the stunt work behind it. So at one point, for whatever reason, <laughs> Chun wants a uh, Remo to uh, really work on his like balance or some shit or whatnot. And so he makes him climb all the way down from this, from the statue of Liberty all while uh, the bad guys hire some of the people to try and uh, try to uh, knock him off the statue of Liberty. And it's a really well done and sequence. What? I love how like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I love how like, I love how like they, they think they've gotten rid of him, but he just comes back and he's just like, all right, guys, fuck you. And he just like, he doesn't kill them, but he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, thought you got me, didn't you? <laughs> Bam. So what's uh, what's actually really interesting, uh, or at least uh, at least what I found interesting was that uh, around that uh, around that time, the Statue of Liberty was actually going through uh, uh, reconstruction or not reconstruction. Or, yeah, uh, some sort of cent- it's like a centen- centenary restoration, as they yes, call it. Yes, yes, and uh, and so. Uh, uh, so pretty much it just, the Statue of Liberty just happened to be, happened to have all that construction shit around it. And so they were, so I don't know if they wrote that sequence to uh, like around that just because it was available or, you know, like I, I actually, I want to know the story of, of how that, uh, of how that was incorporated into the script. Cause I don't know how long that, uh, that restoration process took, but my God, it makes for a hell of an entertaining scene. Uh, and even though it's, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, a stunt double for Fred Ward, but, uh, but even, even then, like you get these beautiful wide shots of, uh, uh, you know, of, of these fight scenes with the, with the city in the background. Uh, and it's, and it has these really good angles where it's, um, you know where he's has like a, a first person shot where his feet are dangling over the edge, and it it's actually really intense. And it's uh, the like you said, the choreography is is really well done. I really uh, and I will say I I love the cheesy adventurous score to this movie. It uh, it's a it is a pretty fun score, especially the main theme. Dun 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 dun. dun. Dun, 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 dun. It, it kind of has that vibe of like an adventure kind of like it, theme combined with 80s. Yeah, no, it, it it has like the vibe of like a classic serial of some kind, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if anything, I, I would say that this movie is just unabashedly fun. It's uh, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's uh, all the action is uh, is relatively well done. Uh you know, it's well edited. It's well shot. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. great one-liners. I this movie's a fucking blast, man. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the score. Uh, the composer Craig Safin, I think, is his name. Um, here's some of the notable movies I th- that he scored. So obviously, besides 
Uh, Remo Williams, he also did the 1984 score for, uh, he did the score for the 1984 classic, The Last Starfighter, which I hear it is really, really fun. Um, I, I, <clears throat> I've never seen it, but I've heard pretty great things about it. Apparently, he did the score for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream oh, Master. Nice. So, uh, oh, and uh, um, another interesting piece of trivia. Uh, originally, uh, the role of Remo Williams was uh, was originally offered to Ed Harris. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, I could, huh. yeah, like I, I could definitely see Ed Harris, uh, Ed Harris being that, but fucking Fred Ward, man. <laughs> it's probably for the best that Fred Ward uh, composes does this one because uh, there's really, it's it's really kind of odd. Okay, not odd, but like yeah, it, this is an this is an interesting, um, bizarre movie. It, to say it really least. is because it's because the... I never, I never expected like a a cheesy 80s action movie starring fred ward to ever exist and Mm -hmm. when i found out it did i didn't know what to expect and oh man i (laughs) i i I know i'm repeating myself but man i love this fucking movie (laughs) i mean this there's some i like how i like some of the action sequences quite a bit in oh absolutely um i like <clears throat> there's a scene i one of the one of the scenes that i i did like um i want to definitely touch about the other scenes but i kind of want to go by them one by one one of my one of my favorite scenes that really showcases kind of like fred uh remo's like uh ability to adapt is like so when he when he first when he once again meets up with um when he once again meets up with uh fleming who is kate mulgrew's character like they're at that base and then they're led into this air suction room and they're just like, Oh yeah. (laughs) They're just, they're led into they're like led into like their air supply is running out. And so Remo's trying whatever he can to get out of there. So the, the main bad guy, the main henchman that he's been fighting for throughout the movie uh, comes in and he has on a mask. So he's got plenty of air, but um, they obviously have a struggle, but I love how he, um, (laughs) how does he do it? He gets uh, (laughs) a, What was it? He go. Why don't you try and explain it from here? Doesn't he just like poke out the uh, the eye in in the mask? Yeah, he pokes. It, yeah, he pokes out the eye. And then, in order to uh, uh, so how does Remo Williams get out of this one? Uh, you know, in the uh, in the poison uh, or uh, I I don't know if the room's being poisoned or if the oxygen's being sucked out. I think the oxygen's being okay. sucked out. Okay, so in order, uh, so all the doors are locked. So how do they escape? Remo Williams just throws himself at the fucking window. No, no, no. You know what I realized what he does? He uh, he takes like some sort of piercing or earring from the bad guy and just uses it to scratch a hole or a weak spot in yeah. the glass. And then he throws the guy through. Oh, okay. Like, I guess I I, I must have I must have like uh, missed it or something. Because, yeah, I, I thought for sure, like he just he just jumped straight into it. I'm like, oh, my God. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> but, it is, I, I, I but will, it is pretty fucking. Great I will too. say, can we acknowledge how amazing it is that we got the image of? Uh, so there's, there's a, there's a an extended break in scene uh, with Remo and. I was gonna bring that uh, up. Yeah. Uh, so throughout that scene, uh, Remo was trying to avoid these uh, this pack of Rottweilers and. I think those are Dobermans. Uh, I don't fucking know. 
Uh, uh, so at some point, he's able to. Uh, so he he walks along this tightrope and he thinks he he thinks he gets away, and then the dog walks along the fucking rope tightrope. I have here in my side. notes. I'm like, okay, so when I was watching when I was watching this movie, I I was I was out loud whispering to myself, uh, like a, basically to the dog, please walk across please walk across and it did and i'm like thank you thank you movie <laughs> i was like i have here in my notes those fuck. are some i'm like i have here on my notes those are some smart dobermans oh those are I really well balanced down. dobermans i'm gonna say those are well balanced and some smart bitches right <laughs> oh and uh and actually, uh, yeah, one, uh, like, again, I'm, I'm sorry to all the listeners. We're all over the fucking place. Uh, but that's like every episode. Yeah, Jesus. honestly, God, if anyone's actually listened to every episode, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> so with, uh, uh, so, so earlier on, there's a, there's a, there's a fun little scene where, uh, uh, where Chuen is training Remo on, uh, on this Ferris wheel and Remo's hanging it, oh it, yeah, he's hanging on the outside of it, and then by the time they, uh, uh, after that little scene is done, they pass, uh, uh, they pass one of the little attractions with the with the ring toss on the on the bottles, and uh, and Chuen mm. uh, does, does it going. perfectly, and he he gets like a stuffed pink panther, and then as they're walking away, he he says to Remo, "I won, so this is mine," <laughs> and I, I won. So this is mine. I, I laughed. I don't know why, but I laughed so hard at that. Um, I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember this, but I wrote here in my notes. Uh, oh yeah, I, I probably should. I should have so, taken notes, but I was having too much fun. Well, there's there, there, fun I, there's the one moment. There's one moment I, I I forgot to mention. So at one point, he steals an ambulance. Do you know who he steals that ambulance from? Who? Poor Reginald Vell Johnson, a.k.a. No. Sergeant Powell from Die Hard. <laughs> what? How did I miss Al Powell? How did I miss Carl Winslow? What the fuck? Oh my god, he is! <laughs> oh my mind! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but even, even he's like, come on, it's my ambulance! <laughs> <laughs> this movie got even better. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Uh, oh jeez! But, but <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, I'm 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 really surprised you did not met, see that. I didn't, time. and I I feel like a dipshit for not noticing that. Damn it! <laughs> Yeah. is one of my wow. favorite human beings and I'm I'm kicking myself in the ass for not for not noticing that. He's only in it for like maybe a minute or two, but like <laughs> but even I noticed that was Reginald Vell Johnson. I'm like, yeah, isn't that the dad from Family Matters? Oh my god. So I'm I I quickly checked to see what uh what good old Reginald is up to. Uh I guess he's gonna be on a I guess they're doing a Turner and Hooch show on Disney Plus. Fuck off, Disney. What? What? And at least Reginald, he, at least, at least he's getting work, man. Keep, keep up the grind, man. <laughs> oh God, I had no idea that you knew that he. 
I had no idea that you didn't know he was in this movie, but that is actually really fucking funny. <laughs> oh God. It's... Do you have a, do you have a favorite moment between uh, Fred and uh, Chun in this movie? Let's see here. Um, oh man. I mean, the fact that I actually have to think about it, it is a good sign. Um, no, I guess, I guess while you're thinking about it, what did you, I mean, we, we mentioned that it, but, and I talked about it briefly, but what did you actually think of the overall Statue of Liberty sequence? Cause I think that is the, cause I mean, it's on the poster of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, that's essentially the centerpiece of the movie is that is, sequence. It, so I was, I was curious, like, what'd you think about it? I mean, it? for one, I thought it was kind of surprising cause I, cause going into it, I thought that was going to be the climax of the movie. And, uh, and mm-hmm. so when it, uh, when it appears an hour in, uh, I was like, Oh, shit already okay because it, it's a two-hour movie so i mean i i doubt they were gonna spend a full hour at the statue of liberty uh but no overall uh i thought that scene was a lot of fun uh i mean i i there's definitely like occasional wire work that that i spotted but you know again like i i think that adds to the charm uh but no yeah it's um it's uh i thought it was very intense i loved uh uh I love this uh this the moment where he has to jump from uh from the statue to the rope and he just slides down. I'm like beautiful. Like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh this movie brought me so much joy, if you couldn't tell. I mentioned earlier that like when he, when the when the guys that throw him off think they've got him, but like he just comes back and he just completely 180s them and See, just Captain America Winter Soldier doesn't have shit on this movie. That is an elevator fight sequence. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you want to go to the cheesy route, yes, I I will agree with that. But did that, did Captain America feature Fred Ward? I didn't think so. (laughs) Side note, I think Captain America the Winter Soldier is the absolute best movie in the MCU. Um, I... I understand the arguments for Infinity War and Endgame, but um, in my opinion, that has the best story and the best character conflict. <laughs> but there's no Fred Ward, so shut up. I'm gonna have to dock it a few points for that. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, okay, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> actually, and actually, imagine it. Actually, imagine if Fred Ward played Captain America. That would have been an interesting. Oh choice. my god, that would have been amazing. Like especially. If, oh my god. If, if, if Fred he had, Ward, if if Fred he Ward played, was Captain America in that shitty uh, 1990 Captain America movie, that would have been amazing. No, no just just imagine. You know how you remember that movie? So, like, I guess being a super soldier isn't his greatest ability. His greatest ability is, can you pull over? I'm. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> he jump. He runs out of the car. He he walks out of the car, and then like. The driver's like, "Hey, what's on?" He just runs back and he drives like, away. Oh, and not only does not only does it do it once, he gets away with it twice. What a hero! <laughs> Isn't that, I think that's JD Salinger's kid uh, who plays Captain America in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look that up at some point. But um, um, one of my favorite moments, uh, I think one of my favorite moments in this movie, um, is. There's a nice little neat moment between Remo and uh, Rainer Fleming because um, like obviously they escape from the prison or I mean, not the prison, but from the facility. And like there's a moment where you th- where they're like running away and you think they're going to kiss. And I'm like, 
come on, that that's not earned. But luckily they avoid that kiss. Um, but one of my favorite moments is like he senses something and he, he's like, I'm going to check it out. And he thinks he's got he thinks he's got the drop on him. But nope, he's thrown away from behind the tree. And there's there's Chung <laughs> and Chung is like, you've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know i love that you is like is shit talking to him all throughout oh yeah he he does not cut him any slack whatsoever oh, not not great. at all and uh god there's that uh so there, there's a moment where they uh where the three of them uh they uh they they steal a car and, and oh the, yeah uh, and so the and uh, but once they're driving down the hill, they realize, oh, the brakes are out, and so they bail, and they realize, oh shit, Chuen is still in the car, and so they so they go down, and he's fine. <laughs> like that car got wrecked to shit. Like it, it was like a, it was like the opening shot of a of it's a mad 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 world where uh where that car just like flies off the fucking road and it just topples down the uh-huh. hill. And it's like, oh, there's no way anyone would survive that. But, 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 but that guy but, does but for like a couple are not Chuen. And Chuen <laughs> is a fucking god, apparently. <laughs> Side note, in, it's, in a, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Um, I love how the guy literally kicks the bucket. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's one of the greatest comedies ever. I love that movie. We should probably talk about that. Oh, movie dude, I'd too. love to. That that movie's a classic. So, uh, real quickly, uh, yes. So Matt Salinger, who played the shitty Captain America in that '90s movie, was put was J his 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 father. Fuck, his father is JD Salinger. I don't know who that is. So, JD Salinger, one of the greatest uh, American authors ever. I he is the writer of uh, Catcher in the Rye. See that that is smart illiterate shit. I'm too busy watching Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. <laughs> me me uh, and intellect is busy watching Remo Williams. That's uh that's Jeffrey at <laughs> people. Uh so one of the one of so one of the best scenes in the movie is by I won't say okay, maybe not one of the best, but definitely okay, definitely one of the best. Um so it's it's the final chase in the movie. So like he gets so um, Remo, he hangs on to, I guess, this hanging log or whatnot. Yeah. And so do you want to do you oh, want yeah, to so, uh, so leading up to that, uh, it's uh, it, was, it was actually a, a pretty fucking cool, uh, uh, cool series of shots where uh, I guess he's like so Remo was like near like he's trying to get to the bad guy. And uh, but then he I guess they're like he's like near a, a testing uh, near a testing site. And so. Uh, oh yeah, he has to avoid all those. Yeah, mines. so so all these mines are going off around him, and it 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 is Fred Ward running through those uh, uh through those uh, uh little those practical explosions. So major problem. So by the way, the, that major... image of that image. Sorry, I I don't even interrupt, but that image of Fred Ward in that black in that black cotton sweatshirt and those boots and the and that camouflage pants. I'm not going to imagine him wearing that in tremors. That would have been definitely an image. And imagine if he knew Sinan, that would have been against the fucking Graboids. That would have been amazing. God damn it. Relaunch that Kevin Bacon show and bring back Fred Ward. <laughs> Fuck you. Sci-fi. I will. 
But anyways, going anyway, anyways, going back to that scene. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, major props for Fred Ward for 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 doing that uh, uh, for doing a shot like that. Uh, but then he uh, he jumps off uh, jumps off this little this little hill and it looks like he lands on what what looks like a nice uh, nice pile of branches. Uh, but it turned but then it gets pulled out and turns out it's uh it's attached to what looks like part of a logging company. And so he's just hanging off this log that's uh that's attached to uh what the fuck would you call it? Uh uh that uh a zipline. Yeah, a zip, zip line. line, exactly. And uh and so he's uh so he he's just hanging off hanging off on there and then uh then the bad guys are driving along and then they basically just look up and they're like, oh shit. Shit. <laughs> and, and then what cracked me up was uh was the uh, the the driver of the of the car uh just says like I don't think that's a good idea and then he just punch he gets punched by by the main bad guy he just flies out of the car and then they just drive off without him <laughs> it's like if, if imagine being being that guy <laughs> just like okay well I I basically got shoved out of this car he's like where the fuck do I go? Can can I have a ride? <laughs> or no, it'd be it'd be hilarious if he just runs into to Remo, <laughs> like or if uh yeah like at the post credit scene, uh Chuan and Remo are are driving the boat and they just come across that random army guy that got pushed out of the car. Hey guys, can can, can I have a ride? It's like twenty miles back to my car. <laughs> this is why I'm not a screenwriter. <laughs> uh, but so. And of course, uh, so the bad guy begins to shoot at Remo while he's uh, while he's hanging off that log, and of course, doesn't hit him because because Fred <laughs> Ward is uh, uh, bullets are too afraid to to hit Fred Ward because uh, he's that awesome. Uh, I I'd say replace all the Chuck Norris jokes with Fred Ward. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a major disservice to our Lord and Savior Chuck Norris. Uh, Fred Ward's taking his place. Change my fucking mind. Change, Shut change up. my mind, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Chuck Norris didn't fight Graboids twice. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, and then this amazing moment happens where he uh, he drops the log and onto a pile of other logs, which causes uh, <laughs> which causes uh, which uh, crashes into the bad guy's car and the car just flips the fuck over on the side of the road. And then uh, then the main bad guy and Remo have, uh, you know, they have their their standard. Of course, he doesn't kill him when he's when he's right. When he has Remo and it's crossfire, he, of course, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I want I I I have to say before we get there, I we should mention that like apparently the art of Sinanju teaches you how to dodge bullets and how to sense them coming from a mile ahead. So, uh at this point like Remo is, is only able to dodge like four bullets or so. So, um when the guy shoots him, he's actually able to dodge every single bullet from the magazine and then when he when he finally gets up to him, he's like gets the gun, flicks the remaining bullets out of the magazine. And he, he pulls up a stance. He's like, who are you? He throws him over and he just goes, Remo Williams. And, and, and then, then it, he fucking takes a branch. He just, and he just, he just flicks his thumb on it and it catches it. a fucking fire. <laughs> and then do the dramatic walk away in the car. He swallows him like, God, this movie's a fucking masterpiece. 
cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah, th- this movie has damn near every amazing, stupid action cliche. And even even uh, Remo Williams, like back going back to the Statue of Liberty sequence, like once he finally gets to the ground, like these guys are chasing after him. Uh, Gene LaBelle, who is this like legendary stuntman slash uh, martial uh, judo expert who trained with uh, who ran with uh, Bruce Lee back in the day, he's chasing him. And I think he he tries to like chase uh, Remo through a certain part and like Remo walks over wet, runs over wet cement. Oh, and, like, when yeah. The guy tries to do it. <laughs> When Gene LaBelle tries to do it, he just falls oh. flat. He just dies. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I honestly thought Chin was going to die at some point throughout the movie. Like, I thought during that moment he was going to die. I did too, honestly. Remo was going to have to learn. And then I thought he was going to die when the truck fell, when the trunk truck collapsed or, like, you know, fell down the, the hill. But apparently Chun's fine. And I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I... the moment that not only is he perfectly okay, doesn't have a single broken bone in his body, nor any injury, and he's also cracking jokes. <laughs> At that point, I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why question anything at this point? <laughs> oh my, yeah. Um... I'm so happy I discovered this movie. <laughs> well, I like how. The, okay, so I know we haven't got. I we're we're almost there, but like I I I realized that um, the ending of the movie is pretty hilarious. So oh, like yeah. obviously obviously, uh, Wolfer Brimley uh, reveals diabetes to the world. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> I okay. I I swear Wilford Brimley does all of his scenes sitting at a chair looking at a computer <laughs> well i think at this point that's the only thing he can do i, I mean the last five? time he tried to do something physical <laughs> the last thing he tried to do something physical was in the movie hard target with jean-claude van damme and he gets fucking shot <laughs> um but but uh here after after um the the cure director harold smith releases uh kind of like a fake news broadcast that like uh or at least an impromptu news broadcast that the war um that this uh corrupted weapons procurement program has been exposed um so like remo makes his way to the dock with uh with major rainer fleming kate mulgrew and then uh chun's chun's on the opposite side of the of the lake because he's looking for remo but i love how the army comes in it's like they say like take him alive and for god's sakes don't shoot the woman she's a don't shoot the major. She's a woman. It's like, oh, thanks. I, I wouldn't have been able to. To did the skirt give it away <laughs> or the the blouse? <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was an odd line to say. Like, well, yeah. Don't shoot the major. She's one of your guys. She's one of your people. Why would you say that she's a woman? <laughs> I just thought that was an odd. That was an odd because, choice. Um, because but, boobs. <laughs> Also, I mean, she will be one of the future captains of Star Starfleet back uh, eventually at some point. I've, but, I've, um, I've honestly, I've never seen a single episode of Voyager. Is, is it is it worth it? Voyager Voyager has a great premise. There are some great. There are definitely great characters. Um, it's a little rough around the edges, but I do think it's worth the watch because there definitely that, there definitely are some great things to say about that, that show. That's like 
it takes uh, chronologically it takes place post TNG, right? Yeah, it takes place post TNG. Um, it takes place uh, alongside um, Deep Space Nine, but Deep Space Nine ended before Voyager. Essentially, w- what happens is um, they get lost in the Delta Quadrant, which is like seventy-five light years away from the Alpha or from the Alpha Quadrant, and that's like that'll take like seventy-five years to get back to. But because um, I've because at least because uh, I'm I'm a total amateur when it comes to Star Trek, but from what I've gathered. Uh, a Voyager is the uh, the last Star Trek show to uh, to take place like further ahead in the future because Discovery is Discovery is a prequel and uh, Picard actually takes place in, takes place after well, yeah. uh, well, well Picard uh, well, well both those shows actually take place in the uh, Kelvin timeline. Picard actually takes place in the main prime universe, but no one likes to. Well, no, no, that from no, actually it, uh, it takes place in the Kelvin timeline. Cause they, uh, in the first episode of Picard, they, uh, they mentioned the, uh, uh, the, the, the no, no, no. Oh, so, okay. Oh, I should, oh, yeah, I they, should, they mentioned the, uh, uh, that one planet that gets blown up. Romulus Romulus gets destroyed, but that actually happened in the events of the prime universe. And so, the the Romulans that escape into the past are actually Romulans from the prime universe. And the Spock you see, the older Spock that's played by Leonard Nimoy in that movie is the original Spock. So it, so it does. So that those events happened in the prime universe. And then um, the Romulans from that future, uh, from the prime universe end up creating the Kelvin timeline. It's still a shitty show. Uh, that's what you say, but I, I mean, I haven't got, well, I hope you like, I hope you like um, doom and gloom in your star Trek. <laughs> so I love how the way this, sh- so going back to the ending of this, I love how, I love how like Shun. So he's surrounded by all the soldiers and then he just as reset. I said, Reese, what <laughs> Reese actually, I think would love this movie. But, Reese, um, Reese, as you said, for the Jeff, love of God, go watch Remo Williams. <laughs> as you said, Jeff, uh, uh chun just runs across the water and i love how the soldiers are like what the fuck <laughs> they don't even bother like trying to like shoot him or anything <laughs> like that they're just like what they're, they're the just fuck? as baffled as the viewer <laughs> I, I i'm like obviously obviously uh obviously remo's not really surprised obviously the major is surprised she's like who are you would you believe we're the good guys and they just drive off and she's the army's like are you fine major's like oh no i'm i'm perfectly fine and how i i love how it ends it's the it's like this far wide shot of the boat speeding away and as it speeds away chun's like we must hurry we must get back to this we must get back why because i need to find out if jillian is doing this or whatnot <laughs> yeah bring uh bring up his uh, his, his love for soap operas i think i think he mentioned like, that it was like like this is the one thing that that your american culture has made worthwhile that really speaks to the heart i love i love how i love the final line just like chun you are incredible no i am better than that credits <laughs> this movie's perfect <laughs> Uh, so that is that's Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Um, Erica, what are your overall thoughts on this uh, little gem of a movie? It's stupid, but I love it. <laughs> it's it's it is a perfect stupid eighties action movie. 
it's it has uh the characters are are likable enough the uh the action sequences are are genuinely well done and, and quite thrilling at points uh it, it has a great score it's 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 consistently fun throughout uh like normally uh these action movies like this tend to be like an hour and a half or hour 45 uh so you would expect it to drag on a little bit but no this movie's reasonably well paced uh i wasn't bored for a single moment i i think it's easily rewatchable uh fred ward is is an awesome action lead and i think i think it's a damn shame that he he was not more more utilized uh but yeah it's if you're a fan of cheesy cheesy 80s movies please don't pass this up man this movie needs more more attention I guess what I thought was interesting is that apparently, so this was supposed to be um, the first in a series of movies yes, of which Rima is Williams. A but, damn shame that that, that didn't but happen. because it did so, because it didn't do so well with the box office, um, it, it unfortunately plans were scrapped. Um, I guess I mean it received mixed reviews at the time, uh, which is surprising because. Um, I mean, obviously, Joel Gray does a great performance as Master Chung. He gets he gets a Golden Globe nomination, apparently, which was surprising. But I'm like, you know, if I we mentioned earlier, like if they had tried to do this today, um, cancel culture would basically demand that this movie be canceled immediately. Maybe, and also, maybe it's better that this movie is not more well known because uh, because that means like cancel culture lunatics can keep their. Uh, can keep their deceptive hands off this beautiful gem of a movie. I guess my question though is, I, do you think a modern version of this movie could be made? If they did do a re, if they did it, try to do this again, obviously Chun would actually have to be actually played by an yeah, Asian actor. I mean, it would all depend on the tone. If they try to, if they try to make it all. Oh, this is the this isn't your your dad's Rima Williams. This is this is the grown up, dark and serious take. I'm I would just say fuck off. Uh, this movie, I feel because I, I don't know what the original source material is like. I don't know if if it took itself seriously or not. But the way that this movie is, I feel like if you zap all the fun out of it you're just going to have another generic uh generic like spy espionage movie and honestly like those can be some of the most forgettable ones like do you even remember the Jack Ryan Chris Pine movie I didn't think so uh it's so I think if they decided to do a new one No, just just don't do it, man. Just 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 go watch this movie. I don't know. I I kind of see if they. I mean, obviously. So if they do it right, it could be. I mean, look at Fast and Furious. I mean, it started off serious, and then it just became one of the most wackiest like film franchises ever in the history of cinema. Like every time, every movie, they just. It's supposed to be a simple like car heist movie. Now it's like over the top you do like these incredibly funky like car stunts like you could totally make another Rima Williams well, I mean yeah like it yeah just, like I, it's uh well yeah because I'm because I mean uh Fast and Furious started off as point break with cars and uh mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. It's I I don't. I mean, the the only way I will accept it is if you give Fred Ward a cameo. He could probably play like he could probably play the the director of Cure if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if I mean, could it be done? Yeah, no, it totally could be done. The question is, will it keep the spirit of the original? I don't think it would, because uh, I think I think uh, movies like this are a harder sell now because uh, there's kind of a a more cynical nature to a lot of movies nowadays, and because this movie is definitely a product of its time uh, of a more carefree not give a fuck era and it's all the ridiculous shit in this movie could only well i kind of feel like you can still make those kinds of projects it's just that i think you're right most people would rather see most people would rather see something more um i i mean i'm not saying people want more sophisticated things because come on fucking the fast and furious franchise i mean um but yeah, I think we are missing those kind of projects that are just you just turn off your fucking brain and you just enjoy what's on screen. And I think Remo Williams is a great example of that. Yes, it's an, it's completely 80s, but I think with a few changes, you could definitely bring it to the modern era. And I wouldn't necessarily say bring it to um, bring it to the big screen. I would say maybe maybe some sort of like streaming service yeah like, no like, uh, like netflix I, or hbo max yeah I, I i could potentially see uh like see a series being being done with it um mm-hmm. i mean i i would say the greatest positive of that would be you know having it have more attention being brought brought to this movie cuz i i don't think this movie deserves to be forgotten at all there's there's too much there's too much fun in it and like I, i'm not saying like i know like i I basically sucked this movie's dick like crazy and it's, it's not like, I'm not acting like this is a forgotten masterpiece. Like I'm just, which it kind of is it, though, even though it totally is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but sometimes I just want to have fun with a movie. I like, sometimes I long for the days of that pure escapism fun in a movie and this movie was just a it was just a delightful reminder of movies from that era and because that i i kind of picture i kind of picture this movie being like one of those awesome discoveries you make at the video store where it's uh you you rent it because the cover cat is a piques your curiosity you take it home and you don't you're not really expecting much but when you see it you're like oh my god this is awesome and cuz if if i discover this when i was younger cuz i watched a lot of uh, 80s and 90s action movies as a kid if i discover this when i was younger i i probably would have watched the shit out of it <laughs> i probably i probably would have done the same thing and probably watched it when I, if watch it over and over cuz I watched a lot of stuff over and over when I was a kid. Oh so, yeah, me too. Like I, um, I think I went, I went through a phase where I, I think I saw like snakes on a plane like five times in two weeks. I'm pretty sure Jeff wants to discuss that. Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> so overall, um, 
Remo Williams is one of the most bizarre 80s movies I've seen. It's completely stupid and cheesy, but it's the kind of stupid and cheesy that you want in an 80s movie of this caliber. And it delivers um, some actually some legit, really good stunts. There's some the chemistry between Fred Ward and uh, Joel Gray is great. Um, And uh, yeah, this this is a nice little lost gem that uh des- deserves more attention i feel like absolutely um, and i i know our uh i know our our little podcast uh at this point doesn't have the greatest following but anyone that uh that either is listening to this episode while it while it debuts or listening to it years from now where hopefully we got our shit together and we're actually more focused and sound like we know what we're doing. Uh, go watch this movie, man. It's like, uh, say we know, what, I say we know what we're doing, but we could always, improve. Uh, no, we're, we're really good at pretending we know what we're doing. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but we're, uh, <sighs> yeah, it, it's on Tubi. Tubi is a free service. You don't have to create an account for it. Just give it a chance, man. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're in the right mindset, I think you'll have an absolute blast with this movie. It's um, and it is as of this co- recording right now. It is free to watch on YouTube. So give it a ch- give it a, like try and watch it on f- for free now on YouTube before it goes back to being a buyer. What we're movie. saying is that you have no excuse not to watch this masterpiece. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so anyways, uh, be sure to follow the show here on uh, our Instagram page at TNAPCast. That's T N A. T N A A P C A S T show. <laughs> um, be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube, uh, like, and comment on those videos and be sure to uh, subscribe as well. And of course, subscribe to the shows on uh, Apple podcasts and um, Spotify as well. So Jeff, overall, this is a dumb, fun movie and I think everyone should watch this. <laughs> fucking lootly. So, from all of us here, here at Two Nerds Keys in a Podcast, this is and Eric. this is Jeff. And I like to talk to you about... Never mind that. Scratch that. <laughs> stay strong, everybody. Stay strong and stay shiny. Have a good one. Next level. Next level. Next level. Next level.